Welcome back, Morning Skate fans. Hockey's back, baby. Woo! We have the first week of the NHL season. I'm jacked up. I'm here with Brownie. Uh, real quick, also to let you know that hockey's fully back. Brownie has a hockey game tonight at 10 o'clock, and I have one at 11 o'clock, and that's how you know it is the season. It is the season, folks. Uh, Brownie, how's everything going, man? Good, man. Bruins finally got to play. The uh, New England region has gotten rid of their hockey blue balls, and instead of watching every other every other market have a game, the Bruins finally got one in, and uh, thankfully Finkel's stars came up, and uh, you know we started off on the right foot. Oh, I, I love I love the quick chirp there. Um, so, like, yeah, you said you guys finally played. It was a Saturday thing. Where how like rattled were you that you had to wait that long? Like, I would have been so pissed. Like, well, you it's know good now that it happened, but fuck, like, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I would have been like, yeah. what the hell? It was tough, but it, but the plus side was, is that I, as the, uh, as the older, uh, morning skate, uh, demographic, it got me figure, been able to figure out ESPN plus. So I was ready to go late in the week. And then the other thing, which was mentioned during the Bruins broadcast at one point, uh, towards the end of the game, the stars, uh, stars had a penalty they, Oh, sorry. Stars were on the power play pulled the goalie there's a six on four and the the comment by uh my homeboy jack edwards jack if you're listening look you know reach out buddy but uh the um the comment that edwards had was that um because the bruins had that long layoff they had a lot more practice than you would normally have going into a season and they were able to practice with a lot of different groups and he said that he actually saw them working on six on four quite a bit of practice that's so, interesting. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought that's a nice little interesting piece. And if hey, if they give them an extra week and play pay off down the road, I'm all for it. Yeah, you just you got to be constructive with it, right? And, yeah, and exactly. And that wasn't even your generation, ESPN Plus, dude. I still don't have a fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> like, it, can I watch this game? Can I not watch the game? I watched the Rangers on it uh, last night when they played the Habs. Pretty cool. I like how you get both. Uh, both things and also they have like these little hockey like videos on espn plus they had like this henrik lundquist like short documentary like 35 minutes talking about like him coming up through sweden and like if you get a chance and you're like you're bored or just like stoned out of your mind check it out because it was interesting because they talked about him and his brother and like growing up and i don't know and i think that they have like they have the espn 30 for 30s they have all the hockey ones like they have the king's ransom with uh wayne gretzky there's some cool like little documentaries on there that if you want to check out if like you're an avid hockey fan I would definitely look at it. Uh, we I can have... just see you stumbling across the Lundquist thing with like an hour before a game, and you're like, well, let me dim the lights and oh, get yeah. some tissues and lotion and uh, <laughs> yeah. get ready for the game. And what also was cool, you have the ability to go back and watch games. So I wasn't able to watch the Rangers in the Stars game. I was at a Predators game, the home opener, which was pretty cool. Uh, Not a big deal. But what kind of sucked is I like watching the home openers for the Rangers, right? Because you get to see right. the entrances. It was like a couple years ago, Leah Anderson fell on his face. Um, so I was able to actually go back and like rewatch that. And as I'm rewatching this, I can't make this up. They, you know, like they go through like the coaches and like the video staff and shit. Yep. They're going through the video staff and they go head video coordinator, Kyle Smith. And I look up and I'm like, holy fuck, I know him. So I played hockey no. with Kyle Smith at Cortland. His old man was a Buffalo Sabre and he got a job out of college. Do it. I think he was uh, a scout or maybe in a video with the Sabres. Anyway, fast forward. He's the, he's the head video guy for the Rangers now. And I text my buddy that's Bird awesome. and I'm like, there's no way that Mutt Smitty's working for the fucking Rangers, right? And he's like, no, dude, that's him. I was like, no way. I couldn't believe it. It was like a pinch me moment. Good for him. Shout out. Yeah, to that's him. awesome. It, I thought that was cool. But we have a ton to kind of get into. Um, and it, it's going to be – some of it's going to be surprises. I definitely want to talk about the Red Wings for a bit. And I feel like we don't really normally do that. But all right, let's get into it. NHL News, play the music. <laughs> All right, first on the docket, number one, this kind of came out. I thought this was interesting. Everybody talks about cap room and, like, how the Lightning were really good last year, the Kucherov thing, whatever. Uh, the Maple Leafs didn't have enough cap space to call up a goalie the other night, so uh, <laughs> they had to call up a University of Toronto goalie, Alex Bishop, for an amateur tryout to back up Jack Campbell. We talked about the Leafs might be in trouble if these guys get hurt or what's going on up there. Uh I think Carlo Koliakovo said that the NHL is the best league in the world and that you shouldn't have to do this and there should be some flexibility. Well, if you do that, then just take away the salary cap and have the Rangers right. and a ton of money. That makes no sense. Right. But 
I would I thought it would have been really funny if they did that all or nothing documentary this year and it's just like Dubis just freaking out having no idea what to do. Hold on. Before we go any further, documentary. Documentary. No. <laughs> do you say do you say elementary or elementary? Elementary. I say elementary. I don't know. My, Dude, my that's be, wrong too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. But what, what do you have right. on this? I thought this was kind of wild. Well, I thought it was great. I mean, imagine that kid, University of Toronto goalie, and he gets called up. The video, there was a video of him uh, uh, in the uh, runway while everyone else was jumping around and doing their pregame stuff, and he was just looking straight ahead, back against the wall, eyes big, looking back and forth. And the video was like, I wonder what's running through his mind and stuff. But, I mean, hey, talk about your buddy. I'll I'll tell you exactly what was running through his mind. Campbell, you better make it through an yeah. entire fucking game, buddy. Well, like, no, yeah, but at the end, bro, I would be get out there? shitting my pants. Maybe if well, there was like 30 the seconds left. Dude, actually, didn't that happen a couple years ago where a team was like winning by a lot or some shit and they had like a weird backup goal and they put them in for like the last like 20 seconds? Maybe I oh, made I that up. Maybe. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember that. But this kid, I mean, he took it really well. His press conference after the game, he was talking about how he had tomorrow was a study day and I got midterms later this week. And apparently when the whole um, the David Ayers e-bug thing from two years ago, this kid was in the rotation and he just missed it. So he apparently could have been an e-bug, but good for him. I mean, you think, I mean, like he's not going to be telling this story, gets the jersey. I mean, he made it, he played, you know, he not played, but he was out there for warmies, you know, good for him. I think it's a great story. I mean, it'd be pretty cool to have like a Rangers jersey signed by all the Rangers with like the date on it or something like that. Like, like. That would be pretty cool, but I just I thought, thought was that was kind of interesting. That's one of those nice only in hockey type things, too. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. not happening in any other sport, at least none of the major four. No, you don't see, like, a fucking community college quarterback suit up for the New York Giants. <laughs> Although like. the kid in uh, – oh, was, was it South Carolina this year? The quarterback mm-hmm. was, like, a video coach, and he's still at I, eligibility. I didn't know that. Yeah, something like that. It's something in the SEC. He was, like, a video coach, and he's still at eligibility. They were like, yeah, you're, you're in, bud. Yeah, yeah. I could be hundred percent wrong in that story, but I feel like I'm close to it. I'll, I'll give that to you. Leadership. Thanks, um, Thanks. I thought this was this was wild. Nobody kind of expected this. The Buffalo Sabers are two and zero. They were the first team to go two and zero this season. Yeah. So here's my thing about this, right? I think the boys are definitely rallying around each other because Jack Eichel's yep. not there anymore. I think the boys also know that any team that goes in and plays them is going to be like, oh, at least we got the Sabers tonight at Stat Night. Yep. And I think maybe at the beginning of the year, I mean, you've seen this with the Sabres in the past. They have hot starts and it'll eventually, you know, ebbs and flows. It'll all kind of work itself out, but good for Buffalo to come out 2-0. Who they got coaching is a Granado. Yeah. Yep. Good for him. He really turned that team around. And I mean, Oposo, I can't believe he's still in the league. He scored the other night. Uh I mean, I'm 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 happy for Buffalo. At least they have something to, you know to be kind of proud about. But did you see the stands? There was just nobody there. Yeah, which which I don't understand that. You still it's still your team, you know. And the if tickets no are there, cheap. Yeah, I was gonna say tickets might be dirt cheap, but I feel like Buffalo has kind of leaned into it a little bit. They're like, uh, uh, like you said, everyone's going in there thinking it's a point night. They publish their goal songs for the team. And, you know, some of them were pretty funny. Uh, what do you think of that? What would your goal song be? And for those that don't know, the Sabres, whenever they score individual players, they're going to have a goal song. So it's kind of like baseball when you walk up to the plate and you have your own, like, warm-up batting song or a pitcher coming out of the pen. Yeah, I don't know. I never really thought, oh, you know what? I would go, <laughs> you know what I would go with? There's this old Dennis Leary song where he's like, so I'm an asshole, Leo. <laughs> Maybe that would be it. <laughs> but that would only be, I'd only want them to play that on the road, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think mine would be Country Girl Shake It for me. Just get, oh, get everybody fucking all hot and bothered in the rink when, when Ked goes glassing out and just happens rolling the nap. But uh, good <laughs> but, for the Sabres. But, Do you have anything? Well, yeah, just to stick with them is that, they're they're in a no lose situation, right? As they're all still pro players, right? They all still are on social media, see everything, everybody talking about them. We've been ripping on them on here, mm-hmm. so they have some some semblance of pride, some pride in workmanship. They want to do a good job, and so they're gonna just try to cram it up everybody right now. Plus, mm-hmm. one of my all time favorite, well, not one of my current favorite players, is playing for the Buffalo Sabers, Colin Miller. Absolutely love the way that guy skates. Chiller, yeah. as, uh, as Hal would call him. Is that a yeah. Buffalo thing, or did Hal make that up? Chiller and killer. I don't know. We'll okay. give it a Hal. 
right. Um, and I didn't write this down, but just real quick, I guess the Calgary Flames were interested in Jack Eichel. I saw a report that came out that the Avalanche were really interested up until the Sabres said that they weren't willing to retain any salary on him. Yeah. Uh, Eichel to the Avs would have been dangerous. You saw my uh, picture of him at the Red Sox game with the entire Bruins mm-hmm. roster in a box. So, I mean, who knows? <laughs> it just sucks because, like, at this point, just I don't see it happening. And mm. It's shitty. Um, one of the teams that might be able to kind of wheel for him is Vegas. And after – uh, Thursday's night loss to LA Max Pacioretty is going to be out six weeks and they're waiting to hear about Mark Stone. Uh, long-term IR, you saw the lightning do it, but then you're just picking up a guy who's going to have surgery. He's not going to be back to like February or March anyway. So who right. knows what happens, but I don't know. That's a rough start for Vegas. I mean, never really worried about Vegas. They, they play hard. They play the same way. Like, well, they got a lot swirling around them. They got the injuries. They got the whole Robin Leonard thing, which I'm sure is not done. Um, you got, like we talked about with some other teams, if like with, like say Montreal with Carrie price out, you know, can you stay close or Pittsburgh without Sid and Gino? Can you stay close in order to be in it? And it's going to be the same with Vegas. It's going to be a real test of their depth. Uh, I did see this thing on uh, social media where a lot of people are pushing back. Like, well, Vegas has had it so easy. It's about time karma. And I was like, Oh, there's another one for hell. Yeah, it's. I don't know. They're going to end up being all right. And yeah. sometimes things just work out the way they're supposed to because the next on the list I have is a Mark Andre Fleury update, and I didn't yep. even do that on purpose. So stars are aligning. Uh, the Blackhawks are off to a really rough start. They've gone. I think the first couple games that they've gotten scored on in the first twenty seconds. I think the first game was twenty seconds. The second game was fifteen seconds. Didn't he get Maybe pulled? In the, did he get pulled in the second game or the first um, game? Second, um, right. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, a report visitors run away, runway is my direct line of sight. Flurry having a fit in the hallway, slamming everything. Equipment guy heads down the runway too. So things aren't good in Chicago right now. I think uh, Colleton is definitely he's on the uh, the coach's hot seat. He might be the first one gone. I wasn't really expecting this. I thought maybe with Taves back, you know, they would kind of regain it. But again, guys, it's only two games in the year, right? So exactly, there's a lot of adjustment period that can happen there. Well, think of it this way: if Flurry. If that whoever that was that had the line of sight from the visitors or from the runway there, uh, if they saw Flurry skipping down the runway, would that be better? Yeah, I mean, right. don't you want him to be throwing a nutty? Yeah. Right after getting pulled or and and not having much support. I mean, two games. I know a lot of people are already all over hockey Twitter, or like, oh, he's on a request a request to trade. Uh, calm down. Just calm down. They didn't have Taves for all of last year. They got new defense. I mean, a lot of moving parts. It takes time to gel. And like we talked about the Bruins at the beginning, Chicago had to jump right in. They didn't have a lot of time, you know. Yeah. So I would relax. And Seth the Jones might defending be. Defending Trophy. Yeah, and Seth Jones might be like the, the most hated hockey player on Twitter right now, and I don't know why. Everybody hates him. I didn't get to watch the game, but – Apparently he hasn't had the brightest start in Chicago. That's one of the three people that Team USA named as like their leadership group or whatever. Yeah. So hopefully he turns that around. Otherwise, that'd be kind they of. He still got Patrick Kane. Relax. I agree. Um, let's see here. Now we're going to talk Red Wings, and we don't normally talk Red Wings because let's be honest, the Red Wings have been kind of a joke the last couple of years. Not as much of a joke as the Sabers, but still just a team that you don't really think of. They have some young studs right now that have a whole lot of swagger, and I kind of want to talk about them. Uh, Philip Zadina, this is a guy that a couple years ago, he said that the teams that pass on him are going to fucking regret it because he's going to light the lamp. He took a pretty big reverse hit from Connor Garland the other night. Uh, some people were saying it was dirty. Uh, like, you kind of got to be prepared. If anytime you kind of lower yourself and go and stick first, like as the opponent player, that's just a green light to just hammer you. Um, welcome to the NHL, Zadina. So afterwards, he got interviewed, and he said he just reverse hit me, I guess. I mean, you know, like the midget that he is. I love that in the media. We'll see if there's any carryover from that. If I'm Garland next game, I'm going at everybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then there were a couple other things. Oliver Ekman-Larsen, cup-checked. Uh, I don't know how to say this guy's name. Moritz Sider and Tyler Bertuzzi jumped in. Tyler Bertuzzi had four goals the other night. Uh, that Four that, goals, no jabs. Yep, and then so I really hope I'm saying this right. Cider, cedar, cider, cedar. I think it's cider. Okay, uh, we saw this the other night after the play, kind of going to commercial break. Victor Hedman has the puck and goes over and just takes the puck from him, and then everybody goes at him. The swaggerness he must have to do that yeah. to take the puck away because 
I'm saying it right now, Victor Hedman, I think, is the best defenseman in the world. When you think of, like, offense and defense and how big he is and how he skates, like, and I think there's some guys that are catching him. Like, Adam Fox, I think, is, like, his IQ is really good. Charlie McAvoy, we've talked about him time and time again. Kale McCarr, like, there are really good young defensemen. I take Victor Hedman every single day. He's won multiple times. He's a huge body, and he plays with a little bit of snarl. I love seeing that, but, and the Dylan Larkin thing. So we're going to kind of take a break. Maybe well, just hold, stop at Dylan Larkin. Don't go to the other ones. And then we could talk about Detroit. Yeah. I, 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 well, let's just talk about Detroit right now. Cause then we're going to yeah. kind of get into Dylan Larkin when we talk about player safety this week, but I as, love it. The team that's kind of been, like I said, not the best team in the world. Now you have guys like Lucas Raymond, you have this young defenseman, uh, you have Zadina Larkin, Bertuzzi, who I don't know what's going to end up happening with the whole vaccination situation. But if I'm a Red Wings fan, like these are these are players that are producing yep. and they have that little bit of swag to them. Yep. And I, I would love that. As a Red Wings fan, this is what you want, right? The eyes are playing. You want you want a little bit of jam. You want a little sandpaper. The team has taken on the identity of the general manager when he played, basically. Yeah. I mean, Eiserman could light the lamp, but he was also tough as nails. Yeah. And he took zero shit off anyone. Mm-hmm. And I think Eiserman has set the tone for the whole franchise. Stevie Y dropped his nuts on the table mm-hmm. and said, this is how we're going to play. And all these guys have bought in. When was the last time you saw Dylan Larkin shake the gloves? And not even shake him. He hit that eject button harder than anybody who's hit an eject button in the yeah. last like three years. And I loved it. Dylan it was- Larkin's a hell of a player. And he, what's been the one, if you had a negative on Dylan Larkin, it would be that he doesn't have that jam, right? Yeah. That and like the basement, like slap shot videos, that would be the other like negative. Right. But yeah, but you're right. Like he can skate, but the fact they have him, he's still young. And, oh, yeah. and he's and he's going at it. And Matthew Joseph, he's not like a small dude. He's a big dude. And what we're talking about is Joseph took a run at uh dylan larkin the other night kind of a check from behind nothing was called larkin turned around just punched him in the face hit the yep. eject button he ended up getting hurt i don't know if he got hurt in the fight or if it was from the hit it might have just been adrenaline where he's like okay i'm gonna kill this guy now yep. um but you'd love seeing that and his wire is definitely crossed in the moment for sure big time i mean yeah. you get buried from behind there's no call punch him in the face that's hockey and listen Who's shedding a tear for anyone on the Tampa Bay Lightning? That's at this point, that's like rooting for Thanos. You know what I mean? Fuck them. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not not this guy at all. And I actually saw something. I, maybe I didn't write this down, but uh, fuck, I didn't write this down. But apparently, the Lightning have given up like five or more goals like six times last year, and they've already done it twice in like the first Good. three games. So Good. something to look into, but now we're going to get into player safety. So what we were just talking about with Dylan Larkin, he ended up getting suspended a game for the Matthew Joseph incident. I thought this was so fucking stupid. Like it was, he punched him in the face. No, he got buried from behind. On. He got buried from behind. If you're player safety, what do you, what do you tell the guy? If you get he buried had from behind, on when he threw the punch. Yeah. yeah. Like what, what did you, I, that blew my mind. Yeah. What did you have on this one? Well, I didn't, I didn't think, yeah, I don't know. Did jo- did Matthew Joseph get uh, uh, any minutes for that I play? I don't think so. He might. No, I don't think he did. So at that point, like, what are you doing, right? Sticking up for yourself, right? So if you're going to give Larkin a game, you should have given Joseph a game. I think so. I mean, that's a dangerous hit. You fucking think about the play. As you, as a hockey player, and any hockey player listening, if you had to pick one or the other, would you rather get punched in the face with a glove, or would you rather get boarded? Yeah. I'll take, I'll yeah, I'll punch. get punched. Yeah, I'll take yeah. a punch all day. Exactly. Yeah. All day. Um, and what is even more confusing about this is Calgary defenseman Rasmus Anderson. I love this kid. He actually got fined $5,000 for uh, a headbutt on Yamamoto on the Oilers. I don't know if you got a chance to see this. To me, I think that's way more suspendable than punching somebody in the face with a glove yep. on. Yep. So I got a funny story for you. So I, I didn't start playing hockey until an adult, right? Uh, I played lacrosse my whole life. And in lacrosse, full cages, whenever you're John with somebody, you're you're button cages, right? Mm-hmm. So we were playing hockey. <laughs> we were playing hockey in beer league. And this kid gets in my face, and I, I leaned back, and I cracked him. I oh. headbutted him. And the ref, who I knew, he was like, Brownie, what the fuck? I got to talk to you. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you can't headbutt. I'm like, oh, my bad. I didn't know. <laughs> no, so, yeah. First off, headbutting somebody—that's my first move in any sort of fight because nobody oh, yeah? expects it, especially from a smaller guy. If you—if I yep. can go in and go up at you, 
Because if you hit them even a little bit in the nose, the tears start coming out because it's just yeah. like an instinctual thing. You're rattled because you don't know what's going on. And then you have the upper hand. I'm a big advocate of the headbutt. But in the NHL, I just I think that's more of a suspendable act. Than well, the Anderson, in his there. press conference, he, he it was a it was a wild alibi. He goes, he said he thought they were fighting because the guy other guy had his helmet. So that's how he didn't know it was a headbutt. And I'm like, what? Like it made no sense. He was like, "Yeah." I was like, "All right, whatever you say, bud." But yeah, if you're gonna headbutt, that should have been a. That, I mean, if they're gonna suspend Larkin for one, you gotta suspend uh, Anderson for one. And again, you, you know, I hopefully it sorts itself up, but sorts itself out. But the inconsistent. All we, all any hockey fan wants and player is consistency. Consistency from the refs. Consistency from the Department of Player Safety. It's got to be across the board. And that's the biggest thing. And so those two are a joke. But yep. Gabriel Landeskog got suspended two games for boarding Kirby Doc. To me, I thought that was fine. The hit that Landeskog, I mean, he folded Kirby oh, Doc. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, yeah. like, at the same time, if you're an Avs fan, that's your captain going out trying to set the tone, whatever. Early in the year, he's going to get over it, whatever. But I think on this play, I thought two games was fine. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Landeskog's one of the best skaters in the NHL, probably. And the way he came in – it almost looked like he tried to come around and lift him. Like he saw he was going down. So yeah, it's, it's boom, boom, split second play. Right. And everyone watching it in slow motion and you know, I, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it was, I don't think it was too much. And I think it was just about right. I wish they would only watch the plays. And I agree. I think this is a replay of everything. I wish they would only watch the plays in real speed. They have to. Because the moment you slow things down, you can fucking you can do yep. whatever you want. Oh, he should be thinking this. He should be thinking that. Okay, that's exactly. cool. When you're going fucking twenty miles an hour, is that really going through your mind? Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I agreed with that at all completely. Uh, all right. Uh, let's let's kind of get into some Rangers and some Bruins. Here we go with the Rangers. They are one one and one. I uh, want to be the New York Rangers without drama. Their first game of the year. They kind of laid an egg. I told you guys how important it was for them to kind of set the tone. They had a good first period, and then they kind of fell apart. My, I had an issue with them starting to Nordy. If you're not looking to just do tables, ladders, and chairs, I don't understand what the purpose behind that was. Maybe you didn't want the young kid to get hurt with uh, Lundqvist, but I, I wasn't. I wasn't a big fan there. Uh, Revo was kind of invisible for the for the next two periods. I know they took a lot of penalties, and that might have had something to do with it, but. As Sean Avery went on Instagram and he even said, like, hey, listen, like, all Revo had to do was go out there and beat the wheels off of Wilson and he would have been a New York Rangers legend. That's literally all he had to do. So maybe maybe he's saving it for MSG when the when the Cavs come to MSG. But And maybe he was a little more hurt from that leg injury that yeah. he was letting on. <laughs> and you got to think if he's going to fight, he's need to leverage. Wilson's a big boy. That would have been a lot of pressure on the knee or ankle or whatever it was tweaked. You know, that could be possibly part of it. And if he came out and said, oh, I can't skate, then he's going to get called for that. I mean, it was really uh, like, well, like you said about Avery, if he was, if he didn't go out and start and fight him, then no matter what he was, he was going to get, he wasn't going to get the good PR out of it. Yeah. And, and it doesn't help that they ended up getting killed, but I don't know. Um, So Vitaly Kratsov, you guys might remember last year, he fleed to Russia because he didn't want to go to Hartford. They convinced him to come back. Well, the same thing just fucking happened. Um, he was kind of slated into being the third line. He ended up not making the team. Him and his agent come out and say, I'm, I want to go somewhere else. Um, and then don't you know, Capo Kako just got hurt, and the Rangers have this opening, and, well, Kratsov's in Russia. So I don't know what's going to happen with this. I'm kind of out on this kid. Like, I was very high on him because he is super skilled, and he does a lot of really fancy things with the puck. I Last year, in terms of Capo, Lafreniere, and him, in the short amount of time he, he played, I thought he was the more impactful player. But I don't I don't know. I don't know. And then on top of that, I actually had another fucking thing I wanted to bring up about the Capitals thing. They started Alex Georgiev, and I understand that they had a back-to-back. How do you not just roll Shesterkin two games in a row? This was the biggest one to me, and I think they even mentioned it on the pregame broadcast. They were like, oh, that's a odd twist or something. I forget how they phrased it. Well, Tockett was even like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll get to Tockett later, but yeah, he they were a lot more subtle in the in the broadcast than Tockett. <laughs> that didn't make any sense to me, and I don't know. I, I think whether you have another team in the Metro, I mean, they played Dallas the next night. I, I would rather have had Igor start. Maybe if you want him there for the opener, but 
I just didn't like that. And Georgiev, he's not. If, if something happens to Igor, we are so fucked. So, yeah. um, yeah. So the second game they played the Stars. I wasn't able to watch it. I know that you caught a little bit of it. Yeah. Uh, from all intents and purposes, they didn't play a bad game. Uh, they nope. ended up losing in overtime. They kind of threw a stinker. I think Panarin kind of threw a pass. Truba can't skate kind of a thing. They ended up losing it. They got a point out of it. And then they went to Montreal. They played a really, really good road game against Montreal. Uh, Kreider has three goals in the first three uh, three games. Kapokako got hurt, kind of on a reverse hit from Romanov. I hope he's going to be okay. It sucks. I feel like he's really starting to find his stride, and I hope that this isn't going to be something that lingers. They interviewed Gallant, and Gallant said that uh, it shouldn't be something where he's out that long, but he is on the IR, so it's mandatory at least seven days. Um, yeah, but then they said he was day to day also, which I thought was a little bit of back and forth. Yeah, I hate that shit, dude. I wish they and I understand why they don't release what the injuries are because then other players could target whatever injury that is. But like at the same time, it's like, dude, just fucking let dude, us know. Let day, us know how bad it is. When uh when Mike Milbury was coaching the Bruins, Bobby Carpenter uh hurt his knee pretty severely, and at one point they had him wrap both legs to go out on crutches in front of the media. He was one of the first guys to do that. Milbury no was. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's smart, right? But yeah, yeah. I thought they played a good game. Shesterkin was fantastic. Yep. Panarin's kind of had like a weird slower start-ish. I mean, he's still putting up points, but I'm I'm not too worried about him. Same with Mika, very slow, but he's still putting points on the board. Alexi Lafreniere scored a, a goal in his home rink for the first time uh, with fans there. His dad was super pumped up. You love seeing shit like that. Uh, so far, like what they've done thus far in three games, I'm not – pessimistic about it. the first one sucked but at the same time you're playing the stars and you're playing the canadians those two teams i know the canadians just made the the cup final but they're not teams that yeah, bubble teams yeah. yeah so in terms of like where you're at ruler wise i'm unsure but i think right now when you ryan strom's got covid coppa's on the lineup there's a spot open so we'll see what kids end up playing and you know kind of live up to the expectation but uh, and then one last thing, Adam Fox is so fucking good at hockey. It's insane. Like so, he, he really yeah. is. And I know you and I go back and forth with him and Matt no, Moore, kind no. of like getting around, but he is the fucking real deal, dude. Yeah. I watched a little bit of the Rangers and I think we were texting during it. And uh, I thought uh, Capo really stood out to me. I thought Goodrow stood out and beyond those two was Fox and just the way he wheels around the offensive zone, you know, his edge work, Inside, outside, it's just yeah. He's he's an excellent player, excellent player. He just this is, and it's like sometimes it's flashy, but to me, it's more just the little shit that he does, like waiting that extra second to move the puck or like avoiding a hit, kind of a oh, thing. He and dragged it around someone in the Stars game from the point, and it was like straight out of beer league. I was like, yeah. oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, and yeah. Truba's had kind of a rough start. There's been several times where he's gotten burned. I don't remember him being that awful of a skater in Winnipeg and we're fucked. If that ends up getting worse, I don't know what's going around with that. Like, and, and the Habs game, I forget somebody went right around him and it was just like beer league where like a good player has the puck and he picks what sides the bad defenseman's on and just literally skates right around him. It almost looked exactly the same way. So we'll see one, one and one, they got three points. I don't hate it. It could be better, but that's where we're at with the Rangers talk. Uh, Let's move to the bees. What do you got? What do you got on the Bruins land? The the undefeated Bruins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've played one game. They played the stars. The stars are on the road, a pretty significant road trip for early in the season. Um, but yeah, I'll take it. I mean, Swayman got the start, which where there was some, you know, everybody, there was some, of course on Twitter. Oh, what about Allmark? Allmark's got to get used to the system. He's got to get used to, there's a lot of new in this guy's, you know, bag right now. So Swayman looked good in camp. They gave him the start. He stopped 27 to 28. He looks like a 10-year vet, so calm, so smooth, so fluid. Jamie Benn had a wrister from the right wing dot, I think, in the late in the first period. And remember, uh, Swayman only saw, I think, four shots in the first period. So he was cold. And Ben had a shot, and Swayman, like, glove up. I mean, he's just so calm. And then afterwards, like big positive vibes only got kid in the locker room after the win. You know, not very just a down to earth, like a definite player you can root for, for sure. Um, What's concerning to me, if I'm a Bruins fan, I mean, Jeremy Swayman, he looks like he might end up being 
the real deal. It's too, still too early to call, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. But that contract that they just gave Olmark, man, like if Swayman is the real deal, right? Yep. What are you going to end up doing with that? Because it wasn't just money. It was term too, wasn't it? Didn't he get like four five years? I think it was four years. years for five, but there's no trade protection. They can always okay. move them. They okay. can always move them. I, 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 I think. I, I could be wrong, but Sweeney's sharp. I know he gets a lot of grief, but he's not like Shirelli was, handing out no movement to everyone on the team that won the cup. Right. You know. And listen, if, if you have – Swayman on an entry level, right? Because I don't think he played enough games last year to burn it a year. Mm-hmm. So he's still got two more years after this, which then the his last year, well, when he has to re-up, Allmark will only have one year left. Right. So I don't see it being that big of a problem. And what? So, oh, my gosh, you got two number ones that are pushing each other? Yeah, I'll take that. You know, And don't forget, still Tuka, <laughs> Tuka and Krejci. Like yeah. every other day there's a new article about how the door's still open for Tuka and Krejci. <laughs> But at the same time, right? Devil's advocate, you signed, you just locked up McAvoy, pretty yep. long term. I'm okay with that deal, right? Like yep. he earned it. I think oh, he's really the first Bruin who didn't really take a hometown discount. If you which look thing, at him, I was like, listening to 32 Thoughts and Elliot and uh, Merrick, they were saying like, could this be the turning of the the you know the structure and not taking the hometown discount? But when the market dictates where you're at. You know, yeah, it's if, not like he got 12. Like he's right, getting his like he should get. Up. His but at the same up. time, Marshan's not getting what he should get. Bergeron's not getting what he should Pasternak. get. And then here, well, Poshnock's going to be up for contract here coming up yep. in a little bit, right? Yep. So I don't know. Hopefully that you guys end up working all that shit out. I, I don't know how much longer the John Moore contract's on there for. That was a rough one. Yeah, Definitely going to want to get rid of that one. Especially because um, he waivers. No one wants that contract. How did uh, how'd the second line look? I thought they looked good. Uh, Coyle looks, I mean, noticeably better than last year with the, without the knee pain. Uh, they, I think they got a little too cute at different times. Uh, Craig Smith got rocked at one point uh, down low, and I was, I think he was like, "Whoa!" Uh, but yeah, I thought they looked good. I the the really the real thing to me was how the new guys looked. Uh, Felino, Halla, Noshik, they all looked great. They all impacted the game. Forbert and McAvoy were the first pair. I think uh, I think I predicted that, but you know I, um, you know, well, hats off to myself. Who did they put Grizz with? Grizz actually started off with um, Clifton as the third pair, and uh, the middle pair was Carlo and Riley, and then they flopped. Okay. They flopped Grizzlick with Carlo, and what's nice, and I wrote about this, is what's nice is that Cassidy doesn't have to go with the Grizzlick McAvoy pairing until he needs it, and. Yeah. At the end of the game, when they were killing off that six on four, it was Grizzlick and Carl, uh, Grizzlick and McAvoy out there together, which know? is insane to me because I think of both of them as more of offensive type players. Where I would have thought maybe Carlo and Forbert I thought it might have been Carlo and Forbert. It could have been right. the point of the game they were at, but they're both. But still, I mean, that's nice. Lead. I mean, that's a that's a good top six, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Riley very underrated too. Actually, so, Riley was putting one of the knocks on Riley was that he was passing up sh- shots and he was taking shots. He, had, he guy has just a knack for getting pucks through. I thought they played great. Um, they, you know, the first goal, the third time in NHL history that the first goal of the season for a team was uh, a penalty shot. Marshawn the other night, Chris Kelly did it. I love the movie. Dude. The what? I love, I love the shot. I love just oh, going yeah. in and just fucking shooting, not like yeah. trying to get too fancy with it. Because if you're a goalie, you know Marshan's got hands, and it's well, like. You remember oh, what shit. happened to Marshawn, was it two yeah. years ago against Philly? So yeah. Um, and uh the only my only knocks on the uh on my only single knock of the game, I guess, was they have like a uh uh what do they call it? like a banner captain, you know, some fan or some local celebrity that waves a big Bruins fan to get the crowd pumped up. And they had Julian Edelman. Now i I'm not a Patriots fan. Right. So they got Edelman up there and this Yahoo. He's got a Bruins t shirt and a Red Sox shirt on. Like, yeah, I get it. The Red Sox are in the playoffs, but you're at the Bruins home opener. Wear a Red Sox hat and the Bruins jersey. I mean, like, that's fair. Get it together, right? But, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't impressed with that, but not a Pats fan. So that's probably more of it. Okay. But yeah, no, I thought they looked good. I'm happy with it. I like to see they were they were mixing and matching. And yeah, they look good. They had they 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 put out a four check in the first period where they were sending the first forward in deep behind the net and really, really pushing the p- play. Uh, once Dallas scored, they backed off it, but I'd like to see them employ that a little more because they got some skaters on each line. Yeah, they have. They definitely have guys that can wheel for yeah. sure. So all in all, pretty good first game. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, three to one, you know, everybody goes home happy, right? Can't hate three on it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Do you have anything else with the bees? No, they got, like, I think I said it in the article, they got a, a little bit of a road trip. Well, they got, I think they got Philly, Philly, Buffalo, San Jose here. So I would think by this time next week, that should be 4 0. At least 3 and 1, I think. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Um, all right. Awesome, man. Uh, I'm also going to the Rangers game this week. They're playing in Nashville. So that's nice. pretty fucking cool. I'm excited about that one. So, uh, oh, yo. Also, you know how I won those home opener tickets? I was in yeah. section 100. Like the seats were unfucking believable. I couldn't believe it. That was the Kraken game, right? Yeah. And that, so I was pissed that I wasn't able to watch the first Kraken game, but I was able to watch the first game that the Kraken won. And by the way, Brandon Tanev was easily the best player on the ice. It wasn't even close. Did you see there was a huge brawl? Yeah, I wasn't there. And that was in the 100s too. So I'm pissed that I missed it. But yeah. like, holy fuck, those guys were throwing. But I will say this, that Kraken fan, it was like one Kraken fan. He ate like six or eight shots from that skinny little Predators guy. Then he got up and he was like, all right, my turn. I was like, good on you, buddy. And some guy in a Corona light t-shirt came over and he hit that one dude hard. That's a tough look, a Corona light t-shirt. When you're throwing punches like that, though, the only way I think you kind of come in there and fucking really rock somebody when they don't know you're there is if your best buddy's getting like fucking destroyed. So if those guys were boys, I understand it. But if you're just fucking walking in and just suckering somebody, not a huge fan. I need to get a background information on that. Exactly. Would have been great if he had like, remember that guy, the sons and four guy would have been great. That That was one of the most, that was the best fan fight video I've ever seen in my but life. But if the Kraken guy had looked up at the camera and he had said, like, Kraken 81 would have been great, you know. Or yeah, that was a pretty cool thing to see. The The Preds, the rink was pretty pretty awesome. They gave you, like, those little rally towels and shit. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was a good time. Drank some beer. Yeah, it seems like know. fun, yeah. Yeah. Uh, beer league round up time. You and I are we're recording a little bit earlier. Uh, we both have games. You got one at 10. I got one at 11. Uh, is it your home opener? Your 11 is my 10. So same time. Right. Oh, fuck. I didn't even think of that. Okay. Yep. Yep. Wait, is that right? No, 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 no. Your 10 is my my nine. Oh, sorry. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Not great. (laughs) It's not great. (laughs) But, uh, what, what do you got for beer league? Anything? So I played the other night, uh, first game for the B team. How'd you do? It was fast. I you know I did all right. It was fast. Um, yeah. So I so I, I have two torn ACLs. Shout out Biz. Um, but I'm still playing Biz. Uh, and um, I moved from defense to forward because when I tore my left one, I like to play offside. Like uh, yep. I like to play the off. Like if I I'm a lefty and I like to play the right side. Right. Right. So yeah. The, you by the way, you have way more moves you can do doing that. I, yeah, I just like I'm it. the same way. I like coming down the left because the shots in the middle of the ice, you can tuck it yeah. and go to your backhand uh, if you want to. As soon as you if you want to fucking Gretzky curl, you're on your forehand looking to the slot. Exactly. Like I'm a big play the off off wing guy. So playing defense on that side, my concern was that I don't know if I could pivot if my left knee was gonna crumple like a house of cards. Yeah. Right? So that was my big fear. So I moved to forward. So I've been playing forward. And we're getting lit up by these guys. And I literally, they're all like 22. Not, I mean, it's they were good kids. They weren't, you know, no hot dogging. But they were ripping clappers. Our goalie, yeah, had a tough night. And uh, one of the, at one point, they, they slide me to defense. And I'm like, oh, I guess we're going to find out right now. So, yeah, <laughs> I played with uh, a very good friend of mine. And he is just like, he's so fast. So I'm like, dude, I'll, I'll play if you're ready. He's like, I'm ready if you're ready. I'm like, all right, let's go. So. Yeah, it was good though. It was it was fun tonight. I play. Uh, I have no. I I know one guy on this team. He asked me to play. Old friend that I used to play pickup with. It's a D level skate. So hopefully, I'll go from the bottom of the roster to the top of the roster on the depth chart. So can't we'll see how that goes. Can't wait to get an update on some goals. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we were just talking about forward and playing on the offside defensively that's got to be rough because as a defenseman, I would want the puck more towards the boards, being able to get the puck out rather than it being in the middle of the ice. Yeah, I, I just feel so much more comfortable on the right. The only thing that's tricky is the point, right? You got to put your you know right. your right leg up against it, the skate on the on the boards. You know what's funny? Switching to forward. Uh shout out to uh Tony Furia. We call him uh Tony Phone Booth if he's listening, because he can dangle in a phone booth. But he uh so he and I were playing summer league. He was my winger, 
And he's like, you want to play center? I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. So we go out there, we're playing this team, and uh, the kid just smoking me on face-offs. I've never taken a face-off in my life. We come to the bench, and I go, <coughs> I go, man, I can't, I can't get the puck. This kid does something different every time. And he goes, yeah, you're supposed to do that, Brownie. I'm like, oh, my bad. Good tip. All right, we'll try that next time. <laughs> See, I, I, whenever I play center in beer league, the only time I actually try on the face-off is if it's like last second you need a win. Yeah. because I don't want my stick beat to shit. And there's people in beer league that take face-offs where they're just slamming shit down. It's like, oh, buddy, yeah. you can have the puck. I'll take it back in a couple seconds. Like, it's all you. And you I'm see it all the time. The, the pivot and stick my ass in there. I like yeah, no, nah, for sure. I Like, if it's a must-win face-off, I go in right-handed, and before the puck's even dropped, I slash their stick as hard as I can, and then as soon as I follow through, I just pull back. So next time yeah. you take a draw, check that out, because they might get pissed because you're hammering their stick, but – they're not expecting that shit. So, um, be, my beer league. Let's see our first home, first game tonight, eleven o'clock start. We have like seven skaters. It's gonna be a rough one. Uh, tomorrow's definitely gonna suck. I'm already getting the Sunday scaries, uh, but <laughs> I think it'll be all right. We're, we just want to ship, so we're coming off. I'm, I'm hoping for an undefeated season. We'll see. Same what, team. Think, uh, same team. Yep. And I'm thinking. Uh, I don't know, depending on, and I know a couple of the guys coming tonight, so I think we're going to be all right. I don't know who we're playing. I'm still, it's kind of cool because I'm still new to the league, so I'm still learning what teams are good and what teams aren't good. Yeah. So it'll be a little bit interesting to kind of figure that out. So um, if there, with, with this league, is that a lot of the guys play year-round on the same team? There's not a lot, any mixing and matching? Yeah, so essentially there's f- four seasons in a year, and each season that's what they do. So there's a fall, winter, spring, summer, and I guess there's really not that much turnover. But uh, shout so they're out to my short, they're shorter, shorter seasons. Then. What are they, 15 games? Yeah, like 13 games or something like yeah. that, plus playoffs. Shout out to my boy Jimbo. He was listening to the podcast last week when I was talking about wanting to get into the community and the hockey community. I think I might have found myself an assistant coaching job. So that might start nice. in on, on weekends. Yeah, it's a, it's like a weird setup. I guess this team plays high school teams, but they're not at high school. It's like kind of a youth hockey midget organization. They call them the JV team. But he just told me the weird thing is, is they don't hit. Which is which is bananas oh. to me. So I'm gonna come in there as a fourth liner, get the puck out, throw the body, and not really know what's gonna happen. So I think if was you, your if beer league, league check, what's up? Is your beer league check? Fuck no, absolutely right. not. I, I haven't. So you know how to play that in like eight years. No, no, no. I just I think it's weird because it's like growing up, like you always hit. So now I think more or less it's just gonna be puck possession and, and making sure you have puck protection. So. If I end up getting the nod, try to do some puck, like corner puck protection drills where you can't really hit, but you know you have your hand on their on their waist or on their hips, yeah. and you're just pushing, pushing, pushing. So we'll see what ends up happening there. So shout out to Jimbo who is listening; he's probably listening again. You're a beauty. I love you, bud. Stop going to Ohio every weekend. Um, but well, I yeah. wonder what when you say about the no check. I wonder <laughs> if it's because Nashville not being a traditional hockey market where it's ingrained from generations. So they started, it's a, you know, started within when probably when the predators come came. And I wonder if they were like, you know what? We want kids to do this. We're concerned about head injuries. Why don't we just make it non-check? Cause it's a, not a traditional hockey market. I don't know. I, I'm definitely yeah. going to ask some questions. Cause I was talking to him and he's like, he explained everything to me. I'm like, that's awesome. He's like, yeah, dude, by the way, there's no hitting. And I'm like, what? So that'll be a little bit interesting. I can't wait to kind of see what happens there, but um yeah that was kind of our beer league segment for the day and now we got two more we got our dominic moore tiers and zeros and three stars so take it away dom hey fans this is dominic moore i'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here all right heroes and zeros time i am so positive this week i have two heroes and one zero wow Uh, good my first actually hold on let me oh actually i'm two and two i take it back i got (laughs) i got two and two my first hero of the week goes to thor bufflin this is the second cousin of Dustin Bufflin. He just made his debut with the Chicago Steel. I love seeing that. Also, a Bufflin with the name Thor. Are you is that his real first name? I think so. That's fantastic. I, I'm not going anywhere near that guy. No, no. Absolutely not. And, like, we just posted that one video of Dustin Bufflin the other day of him just, like, fucking just taking people out of the pile and just hammering people. Talk about just a dominant physical fucking force coming into camp, like 350 pounds, not giving a shit and just getting out there and playing in the best hockey league in the world. Like, do you want me to play forward or D tonight, coach? Right. Yeah, like, right? And, on top of that, <clears throat> and he sticks up for teammates. Hated Evander Kane before everybody else did. Yeah. Uh, shout out to him. I got a Buffalo shirt. I, he's, I mean, he's every day in Buffalo. That's, yeah. that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll give another zero. 
Uh, Eric Eric Carlson. Well, I'm the hero. My second hero and zero are related. So I'm going to go go with this zero and then you'll go and then I'll do the the next one. This zero, Eric Carlson on how training has changed since he's been in the league. We used to drink beers. Now we drink juice. You hate to see it, dude. Like the the days of fucking the boys hacking darts and and drinking beers on the plane sound like they're over. Um, Nice to see Carlson come out and say this. He also said that he still thinks he's one of the top players in the world. I don't watch enough Sharks games, but by looking at the record, I just don't think that's accurate. But uh, it's a sad day when when an NHLer is t- telling you that instead of they're drinking Budweiser's, they're drinking like fucking celery shakes. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, good on him to say that. But does Carlson strike you as the guy that was ripping it up at the clubs? A little bit. Now, if you remember yeah. a couple of years ago, he was packing snooze in the middle of a game. Oh yeah, which you love to see that. I'm I'm a big just like dip, tobacco, beer kind of guy. So fair enough. I can't believe I am. If I if I told a ten year old kid that, I'd be like, "What are you talking about?" But here I am. <laughs> what? All right, heroes and zeros. What do you got? So my zero. I'm gonna start with the zero because I I have a good one for a hero. Uh, my zero is NHL ref Chris Rooney. Mm-hmm. This fucking guy. No, oh, here we go. The, the, the fucking everybody hates the bro. No, no. <laughs> if you know a ref's name, then he's not doing a good job, right? Unless it's Kerry Frazier and he's right. just making it about himself, right? Or, or the dude who's like, oh, we have no goal. I forget what the fuck his name. Yeah, is. but that's just his little shtick. Or like Ed Hockley with the big arms from the uh, from football. Remember that ref who's who just do curls? Uh, yeah. Right, right. And then there's the donkey baseball guy. Joe. Oh, what is that guy's name? I know exactly who you're talking Joe West? about. Is that right? What is it? Joe West. Him, but the Angel Hernandez is the other guy who gets a ton of shit. Yeah, like you make it about yourself. This guy is a decent ref when he's not ref in the Bruins. He's from South Boston, right? <laughs> Proud son of South Boston. So he goes out of his way to make sure that everyone knows he's not a homer. The other night, there were some of his calls. I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Marshawn skated behind the net with someone, clipped skates, called him for tripping. Fine. We've set the precedent. Three times later in front of him, he doesn't call him. He called Felino with the most ridiculous interference. He set a pick on McAvoy that McAvoy <laughs> looked at him like, what the hell are you doing? It's like, yeah. I get it. You do- like When I was a kid, my dad coached soccer like a volunteer. Like When I was like, I don't know six seven and he was up my ass and i was like dad i don't want to be on your team like <laughs> yeah. he was making sure everyone knew that he wasn't going to favor and that's what rooney does and like good lord dude just don't do bruins games if yeah. you're so worried about it oh it's brutal but yeah isn't there like a franz there's like a french canadian ref who gets a ton of shit for the rangers i forget the fuck you guy's name is but i know what you mean if you if you know a guy a ref's name yeah that's an issue yeah so that was my zero. My hero, for those that have read my blogs, this is going to come as a surprise. My hero for this week, and this may be the only time this ever happens, one and only Jake DeBrusque is my hero of this oh, week. Wow. Oh, wow. Jake DeBrusque might be the most polarizing athlete in Boston now that Tuke is not here. I have been on the get DeBrusque out of here for a bag of pucks train for the entire season last year he came he was buzzing in this game he scored a hard-working goal i didn't see him with any of his normal flyby he was doing hard stop and goes which i respect and appreciate and he was he's out there with uh eric holla and nick felino so a hard-working group and holla can keep up with him speed wise i love that line because you know felino is going to hold him accountable that well, we talked about it with Aginla and Lucic. Yep. It's the same kind of thing. And Hollow worked one down the wall, battling along the wall. Felino drove to the net and just a normal Nick Felino drive to the net, just ramming it into the goalie. And uh DeBrusque was following up in a high slot and tapped it in. Goal, Selly season, Jake DeBrusque. Yeah. First game, one goal. And it was his birthday today, I think. So good for him. So Jake DeBrusque, you are my hero of the week. Let's keep it up, buddy. I can't believe that just happened. So how long until That's you want him traded or you want him on the team? Right now. That's how happy I am. Do you want him on the team or you still want him gone? I want him to 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if if Jake DeB- if Jake DeBrus can score 15 goals, 15 to 20 goals on the third line, contribute their second power play unit, even with a little bit of PK they worked him in, uh, then good on him, and I'm happy to have him. He turns into the Jake DeBrusque, and we're trying to justify the draft pick to get the fuck out of here. That's fair. Right? That's fair. And oh, and then, and then like a little secondary, I forgot to talk about this with the Bruins. Chris Wagner and Jack Stanika. I had a buddy who went to the Providence game the other night, the, the AHL Bruin yep. uh, game. Uh, he told me that both Wags and Studs were standouts in a uh, in a shootout. I don't even know if they won because he had too much to drink and doesn't couldn't tell me the score. But he said that they were noticeably uh, noticeably stood out, and that's what you want. If a guy clears waivers, goes down, For in the case of Wagner, which had to be a little bit of an ego bump, then you'll be my 1A uh, hero, Wags. Good for you. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because you saw Kratzov. He went over to Russia, and the Rangers, they, uh, they sent Morgan Barron down. I think he was a fifth or sixth-round pick, Cornell guy, finalist yeah. for Hobie Baker. He uh he already has two goals in Hartford. He's working his fucking bag off, and they just called him up now that Capo's hurt. So it's That's nice what to it's be for. like That's what you're supposed yeah. to do. Yeah. And I think he's the Rangers Brian Boyle. I, yeah. I, if he can be like that, I'd be thrilled. So not a bad day for Brian Boyle in his first game as a pen, too, huh? That should have been my fucking hero, dude. Brian Sorry. Boyle, dude. Holy Sorry. Shit. Two goals. He had two, right? Two talks. Did he have two? Yeah, maybe. I think, I think he might have had two. At, at the very least, he had one. Um, yeah. Nice to see the pride of Hingham Mass go to work. That's it. Uh, Connor Garland from right down the road I, in situate, too. I love that fucking guy, <laughs> dude. So shout out to Boiler. My other hero of the week, Jack Hughes. Yeah, I'm a Rangers fan, and Jack Hughes is my hero of the week. Why? Because he's American, and at the end of the day, the Olympics <laughs> matter to me. He's had a hot start to the season. He had a highlight real goal against Chicago. You love seeing that. It sucks as a Rangers fan again because we have Capo and now he's hurt and Jack Hughes is thriving. Of course he is. But I love to see that. The zero of the week, I didn't hate the celebration. He ended up scoring. He threw a stick over the glass. Like Oh, I thought the, I thought the stick toss was the best part. It was. I have a problem with people comparing it to the MLB bat flip and people should be doing that oh. in overtime and, and how like this is Jack Hughes thing. Hey, guys, if you have any sort of hockey knowledge, you remember Mark Savard, he created the stick flip over the boards. Who was it against? Was it against the Flyers? He scored in overtime. He went one, two, three, threw the stick over the boards. And then that was back when you guys had like Horton and Lucic, I think, too. And then everybody kind of came in. It was cool to see, but people like kind of pin this guy as like some sort of Selly Savant. Get out of here. So when you get to pro sports, right, that the NFL rules about taunting is ridiculous, right? That they can't listen. If you don't want to see a bat flip, you don't want to see a stick toss, you don't want to see some guy doing a dance in the end zone, then you know what? Don't allow them to score or hit a home run or whatever. You know, and again, if you to go back to the bat toss, if you want to pimp your home run and do whatever you want, and then the pitcher wants to drill you the next inning, then that's fine too. I think so too. It's a sport for men. And played by adults that get paid to do it. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying people shouldn't be allowed to do that. Like, I'm fine with it. I'm just, I hate the people that are like, this is the sickest thing I've ever seen. And it's like, right. dude, like, well, then they were, like I said, they, it was a negative connotation when they were talking about it like a bat flip. And I think the bat flip is fine. Yeah. Who was the guy? There was a guy for, uh, I, I, this is going to be bad because I don't watch baseball, but I happen to be watching now because the Red Sox are in. And there was oh, a guy wait. who hit a home run and he stood a typical it Boston fan. I know, I know. A guy who stood at home plate and was just tapping his wrist after his home run, and he's like, my time. And I was like, oh, you loser. But it was great. Like, be the bad guy. You know, it's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. But um, I, I don't know. I hope Jack Hughes fucking crushes it and we get to see that guy play for Team USA because, that I mean, that'd be huge. So we'll end up seeing. I think he might still be just a little bit too young, but who knows? If he goes off in the first half of the year, why not? Yeah. A lot of ice over there. Um, and now we are going to get into our three stars of the week. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers hometown hockey. Three stars of the week, guys. We have TNT, we have ESPN. They're now calling the games. Uh, we're going to, we're going to do what, what our top three, uh, stars of like how we feel about it. What are our top three favorite things? Before we get into the three stars, I have an honorable mention. John Butchergross, he ended up calling, I forget what game, I think he called the Seattle Kraken game. 
I feel like he kind of dialed it back and he was way better than what he does when he did college. So shout out to Bucci. I love that. I, I mean, it, you could still see, see the passion he's and he's, I forget what show that they're doing on ESPN plus maybe called on the point uh, with Emily Kaplan, John Butchergross, and I forget who the other guy was, but shout out to Bucci he, fan of the pod. So that was cool. But three stars of the week, top three favorite things. What do you got for your third star Brownie? My my third star is I sent a picture to the to the morning skate uh, bloggers group chat of the the array of games on ESPN Plus on I think Friday night because the Bruins are playing Saturday. I it was like like a I don't know what I don't even know I I felt like I was in the back room of the Matrix or something. It had every game on TV. You can pick which feed which I thought was fantastic. What a great idea that was. Huge. Huge. Because there's nothing better than – and listen, as someone who has probably the biggest homer announcer in the NHL, in homeboy Jack Edwards, uh, that's – I love listening to the home announcers. Yeah. Absolutely love it. I always do, if I can. The uh, Red Wings have a pretty good home announcer too because everything that's happened with them this week when they were talking about like Dylan Larkin and Batuzzi and everybody sticking up for them – they called it straight, but they at the same time they were pumped that that was happening. So yeah, you're right; you get to experience different things that you wouldn't yeah. normally experience. Exactly, and there's nothing worse than like when there's a national coverage and they don't know like if this guy's been battling an injury or he's making his debut on the second line. You know what I mean? They don't have all that in-depth knowledge. Yeah. And I, I appreciate the the home announcers much more for that. But I just thought ESPN Plus that whole screen of choices was phenomenal and that's my third star it was like a cheesecake factory menu there's just yeah. so much to choose from Another shout like, out for cheesecake shit, this is unbelievable <laughs> uh <clears throat> my third star kenny albert oh, i think yeah. he's one of the more underrated announcers in the league and this might be kind of a homer pick because he does a lot of rangers stuff but he has that classic like 1950s and 1960s like voice like you you know exactly what I'm talking about if you're listening. Like the voice of like radio baseball. Like you know what I mean? Back when they didn't have TVs and like people were listening on the radio. You love to see it. Just a, a class act. Marv Albert's son, I think. Yep. Definitely yep. a relation there. So runs in the uh, Son or nephew, yeah. It's nice to see Kenny Albert uh, on, on the docket. So that would be my third star. How about – you want to talk about a legend. How about Marv Albert retires from broadcasting and then takes the gig with the Raiders to only do home games because he's such a gambler. He wants to live in Vegas. Like, yeah. go get him, Marv. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, that's every guy's dream, right? But Kenny Albert is – not only is he good, but he's that much more – well, he's that much more impressive because they always stick him with Edzo. I mean, talk about an anchor around your neck. Good Christ. But, yeah, good for, good for Kenny. <laughs> what do you, what do you got your second star? My second star is Keith Jones. I think Keith Jones brings a depth of knowledge that is severely lacking in a lot of the national hockey coverage. Uh, I'm talking in the game. Like Brian Boucher is great in between the boards. I think Keith Jones is great down there because he's, he, he's so good. He knows the game. He played the game at a high level. All the players respect him. He was talking yeah. about how they're chirping back and forth. That's the best. And don't get me wrong, I'm someone who liked Pierre in between the the boards too, because in the, in the behind the glass there, I just think that's such a good spot, and that's such a prominent position that it so easily could have been fucked up. But Jones, I think, is great there. I didn't mind Pierre. Pierre got a lot of heat, and I understand why. My thing with Pierre is he always tried to jazz things up, and I get yeah. it. You're in between the bench and you're trying to do that or whatever. But there were times where he would try to jazz things up where he just didn't need to be jazzed up. Where I think Keith Jones he calls it the right way. And I think you nailed it. I think the players respect him. And and I love hearing like, there's a lot of John coming down between the benches. Like, it's nice to know like that shit's happening. And it's oh, not yeah, like nobody's sure. talking. Yep. No, I like, I, I think he, I thought he did a great job. I like Jones a lot. No, that was great. Uh, my second star, Paul Bessonette. I mean, they, he's going to make so much money, dude. He's so good at what he does the, between him and Gretzky going back and forth. And even him and like Charles Barkley and shit, like, it's, it's just funny. Like he has that self-deprecating humor, but he keeps it real. He has the knowledge of the game and dude, he fucking cares, man. Like that's oh, yeah. the thing. Like I, I'm not saying the other guys don't care, but like the preparation it probably takes for that guy to go do that job, to do spin shakelets, to do everything that he has going on in his realm. Still does be, the color for the coyotes and still be 100%. Like yeah. it, just the work ethic there, and and it's something nice to see. It's one of those things where, like, yeah, dude, like I never made the NHL, but like, 
He's like kind of like the voice of the people. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's kind of nice to get one of your guys in there. Everybody else is kind of like journalistic. Like they really button up every button on their on their button down and all this shit. Where like Biz is just out there like in a cutoff telling the great one that like, oh, hey, <laughs> like you need a water. I'll go run and grab you on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I just, I'm, I'm like in a weird way proud of him. I don't even know him, but like, I'm fucking, I'm proud that, but like yeah. Paul that's doing this shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I had as my number one star, I have the three of them. I have biz talk it and Anson Carter. I think, and I'll start with Anson Carter. I think Anson Carter is a very knowledgeable player. Uh, well, former player. And I think this is the most relaxed that Anson Carter has looked oh, since I've been yeah. watching him do it. He is, just in a good spot he's probably got some kind of contract security he feels good he knows he's with guys that get him played the game right that's the biggest thing like you can it's it's completely different because if you go into like a public speaking thing and you're with people you don't really know or like uh, or in a realm that haven't really understood what you've gone through you don't really know what to say, but when you're with the boys that have played in the NHL and like, that's a brotherhood that yeah, like, you yeah. and I will never understand. Unfortunately, I wish we did, but like, there's definitely something that goes into that. And you're right, dude, like night and day compared to where he is, where he compared to where he started. I just thought he seems so good. He's such a natural. And he brings such a calm measured presence to that because my next two picks for my code number one star are biz and talk it. And I mean, you talk about wild cards. I feel like it's almost like they're going to be the version of Shaq and yeah. uh, and uh, uh, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. Thank you. I blanked on his name. So they, I feel like they're just trying to out chirp each other, which I think is absolutely fantastic because, you know, talk it looks at biz and is like you pigeon. Right. Yeah. You know, and they have the history from when talk was the coach of the uh, coyotes. It's, it's just absolutely fantastic. I mean, what a great panel. Then you got Gretzky who we have, neither one of us have mentioned, well, you might for your number one, but you, ha- you got Gretzky there chirping in whenever he wants. Cause he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. But it finally like humanized Gretzky for me. Oh, like yeah. to me, I always thought Gretzky was just very soft spoken. Like he still kind of is, but like, fuck man, it was nice to see some personality behind that guy. And good on Liam McHugh for or driving the bus on that whole thing. Yeah. No, it's it was a that- great panel. That was that was one of the best hockey panels I think I've ever seen. Like it was, yeah. it was just it was really cool. Yeah. My first star, Charles Barkley, man. And yeah. I don't know if they have this guy. I don't know if they have him locked up throughout the course of the year. But the NHL would be stupid not to do something like this. Bring. I a have perfect. a theory that he was just bumping by, and they were like, "Hey, want to pop in?" He was but, like, "Yeah, let's do but it." But they should do that. Bring oh, in yeah, a personality sure. from each sport. Like and yeah. have and bring them in because that's only going to grow the game even more. You're yep. going to have basketball guys being like Charles Barkley's on NHL. What's this about? You hop in. I, I mean, I'm not too familiar with football because I'm not like a huge football guy. But who's like a, who's a wild card football guy that they could put in there? Like retired? Yeah, like who does the panel now? That's kind of like the goofball of the, of the crew. Like I don't know Probably if there Randy is one, Marks. but bring him in. Like yeah. bring in other people from other sports. I thought that was fantastic. Like Charles Barkley trying to stop pucks from the great one. Like do like a goalie <laughs> challenge like El Prez does, but with the great one and just like Michael Irvin, dude. Michael Irvin's kind of electric, right? I'm a, yeah, I'm a Giants yeah. guy. I know like he's hated by a lot of people, but he'd be great. And then in baseball, like I don't really know. Baseball is kind of like a, a dud kind of thing, but like no idea. Uh, Harold Reynolds. That's like really the only one that I really remember. Kenny Maine wasn't really a baseball guy, but like. Even if they brought in, like, well, it's TNT, so it's a little bit different. But maybe on the ESPN one, you start bringing in different ESPN people. I thought that that was such a cool thing, bringing in somebody who doesn't know that much about the sport, but you can tell that cares about the sport and wants to learn about the oh, sport. Oh, he's a fan. Like, he's, like he's Snoop Dogg's a, a huge fan. hockey fan. Bring in yeah. Snoop Dogg for one of these things. Like, why not? That would be entertaining as shit. <laughs> you see Snoop Dogg and, and Wayne passing one back and forth how it hilarious would, be, would that it would be awesome. do you remember when snoop dogg did the the uh commentary for the kings and like yeah, yeah. Was, he's like yeah, enough, come on Dion. like that was hilarious because that was somebody who had isn't really in the hockey realm but like you could tell loved the game respected the game and like wanted to learn about it and then well, the other with thing ESPN too, and TN- oh sorry no no you're good but i was gonna say just made me think of it when when snoop dogg did it so like if they said to you hey ked you want to hop in on this broadcast for the rangers of course you would right but you would try to do like you'd be like oh well you know the cycle they were really working it and you would try to be like professional right the fact that it's snoop dogg or charles barkley or any of these other people that we were talking about they don't give a fuck so he was himself right that's what made it so refreshing yeah. yeah no i thought it was 
I thought it was awesome. They were, sh- I think they were showing him fight Shaq and like they showed oh, yeah. Gretzky, Gretzky trying to get in the fight. And he's like, yeah. you got beat up by somebody with a perm. Yeah, and that was right, hilarious. Right. Like an all time moment. It was just, yeah. that was so fucking cool. And I hope that that continues on because that's going to grow the game. Like I, yeah. I, that was so good that if the Rangers weren't on, I would turn that on just to watch those guys during intermission. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I thought that was huge. And I think Gary Bettman came out and said that was the highest rated uh, hockey game that's ever been on ESPN. I'm sure like numbers and all that shit's a little bit different now. This 2021, but it's nice to see that people are tuning in. Yeah. I wonder sure. how many people bought ESPN plus because of hockey. I would imagine quite a bit. I mean, I the, the fact that you can watch any game, you can see guys that like, all right. So we talked about, um, we talked about the Red Wings, right? I can literally go watch the Red Wings whenever they're on. Yeah, that no, didn't exist. That's awesome. I mean, you had Center Ice, but Center Ice was like almost two hundred dollars, and now yeah. ESPN Plus is like twelve bucks a month. And on top didn't of Barclay hockey, you get other stuff about that too. Didn't Barkley say something about the Outdoor Network or something? Yeah, he said that he didn't know about it because hockey was on OLN. He said that he was rich and he didn't even get that. Channel. Right, right. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It. I thought that was fantastic. It was a great first week of hockey. I wish the Rangers had a little bit better of a record, but fuck, man, I'm happy it's back. Yeah, only one way to go, buddy, for the Rangers, right? Yeah, Think of it that way. I'm hoping so, but uh, that was the pod. Do you have anything else for the listeners at home, Brownie? No, no, all good. Just everybody, don't overreact in either direction. Don't start ordering your parade tickets. Don't start ordering next year's draft kit because yeah. it's we're at the most three games in. It's a lot of hockey left to be played. Everybody's got to settle into their roles. So don't get too high. Don't get too too low. And as always, God bless you, Jerome, again, lower wherever you are. I love that. All right, guys, we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. See ya.